10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the podcast from Doug Ground Up Productions with hosts Lady Miz and Ray. This, 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 this is a universal platform and there is nothing off limits. We talk about it all and we keep it real. This is a no judgment zone. So come, so as, you come as you are. If you are a professional, entertainer, author, comedian, entrepreneur, or just someone who wants to get something off their chest, well, let your voice be heard here on From the Ground Up Productions. Sponsorship and other opportunities are available from the Ground Up Productions. Turning nothing into something. There's only one way to go from here. here. And now, here are your hosts, Lady Miz and Ray. Hey, hey, what's good, people? How y'all doing out there? What's up, what's up? Happy Monday and happy Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yes. Y'all are tuned into From the Ground Up Productions, and there is only one way to go from here. What's good, everybody, ladies and gentlemen? Um, listen, y'all already know I'm your host, Lady Miz, and this is my co-host. Ray. And y'all tune into From the Ground Up Productions. There's only one way to go from here. From the Ground Up Productions is a podcast. This is a place where we interview different entertainers, legends, entrepreneurs, and business owners. The purpose of this podcast is to pay homage to the legends in the industry, but also bring exposure to independent artists and people in the entertainment business field. Um, it's also a place where we like to discuss relatable topics to educate our viewers. And we do this by speaking to different professionals about their experiences, their goals and their challenges. When we do this, we hope that you, the viewer, will learn valuable information and it can help you evolve because that's what it's all about, right? Um, this is a no judgment zone as we always tell people. So we always tell y'all to come as you are. Today we have a special guest, one of my favorites, okay? He go by the name of Bryant Thomas, also known as BT, okay? He's a New York City-based filmmaker, photographer, videographer. I mean, this guy does it all and I can't wait for you guys to meet him. But before we bring him on, y'all know we got to go to our short commercial. And this commercial is for the content creators out there. If you want to get your stuff on our network, listen up. Are you a content creator? Do you make music videos, short films, documentaries, web series, kids shows, movies, stand-up comedy? visual podcast, educational shows, or sports? Are you a fitness instructor or gamer? Do you record church ceremonies or report news? If so, contact From the Ground Up Productions TV by email at fromthegroundupproductions at gmail.com. For more information on getting your content played on our network on Roku, where there are over 85 million viewers and growing, no more being limited or blocked on social media from the content you post and create. Get the freedom to be you without restrictions from controlled social media. And if you want to run your ads or sponsor our network, contact us now at fromthegroundupproductions at gmail.com to get started now. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. To From the Ground Up Productions. 
Broadcasting around the world. Around the world. Yes, yes, we're back. We are back and we are about to get into it, baby. Yes. So without further ado, let's welcome Brian Thomas, also known as BT, to the show. All right, all right. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Happy Valentine's Day. We're doing great. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, I thought you said. Ah, I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for asking me to be part of your part of your show. What a great intro. Thank you. Thank you. Well, listen, we are excited to have you on the show. Um, of course, you know, we want to definitely get into the history of you and where you are now and what you got going on. But before we do that, you know, I have to give you my flowers, okay? <laughs> give you your flowers, I mean. Um, and just to let people know that how I met you, because I met you through another uh, choreographer. Um, her name is Debbie, and she you, you shot my first music video. And you really set the bar so high, okay? I didn't know what I was getting into, okay? Because I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> I always say that. I was like, oh, my God. Um, but you made me feel so comfortable, and you were not cocky because you work with A-list celebrities. I mean, you treated me as such, and I'll never forget that. Your level of professionalism is above, way beyond average. Your energy is positive, and you are amazing. Your work is the best that I have ever seen. So I just want to tell you that, and that we you. appreciate you so much um, for you know everything that you've done and your your energy that you give to us is beautiful. So thank you know thank you for that. Thank you. I'm humbled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So first I want to shout out Town Mama, Shaki on the check-in. I see you, Al Mosley. Big shout out to Phil Wiener. I see you guys. Make sure you share this live. Um, BT. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. I want to talk. Um, well, I want to ask you first for you to kind of give us uh the history of how you even got into the fields that you're in now? Wow. Well, as you know, I started as a, uh, a dancer. Uh, I didn't know I wanted to dance. I started in martial arts when I was younger because I always got picked on. So I got into martial arts when I was eight, Taekwondo. And mm -hmm. that kind of like really set me up for success because it really teaches you how to you know, stick to what you have to do until you reach your goal. And it's just about repetition, persistence, and mindset. And mm -hmm. I did that for 12 years. My older sister is grandmaster, one of the only female grandmasters in the world, which is amazing. She still has her studio in Massachusetts. Uh, and I look up to her so much, always. But about 2021, 20, I mean, I was so obsessed with Michael Jackson and Madonna and Paula Abdul in the 80s and music videos. I just, there was something in me that was missing. And with Taekwondo, it was, you know, it was the art form but the music was missing. And I, and I'm, I was so enthralled by music and, and Michael and the visuals. I just decided I'm going to move to New York and be a dancer. And, you know, my mom and everybody thought I was crazy. I quit mm -hmm. school. I quit. I'm not saying quit school. I'm just saying, That's I just was like, I'm going in. 
Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. We, <laughs> no, sometimes when you talk, we like to bring y'all fully up to the screen and put okay. it all on you. I was like, oh, no, I hope I the internet is shut up. I'm like, I got you. I got my studio, so it's turned up good. So long story short, to get into the films, I, I spent the first half of my career as a dancer, backup dancer. Mm-hmm. I was dancing with, you know, like, I, I think my first gig was Latoya Jackson. How funny is that? And wow. that happened because there was some drama. Mm-hmm. And then I just started booking little things in New York. I was so excited to be here. I just freaking love New York City. I, I love the culture. I love everything about New York. And in 95, I booked the MTV Music Awards with Michael Jackson. It was my first real big gig. And I had mm-hmm. only been dancing for two years. And I swear wow. there was like 600 guys at this audition. And they needed one white guy because they already had their guys from um LA uh-huh. so if they were gonna, I was gonna be that white guy I was gonna be the token white guy I didn't care I was gonna be that guy because I just I love Michael so much and I'm like I don't care what I have to do I, I'm gonna book this audition and I went in with that mindset not to compete with other people and other dancers just about myself what I've done in the last two and a half years and I deserve to be there as much as anyone else so I yes. think I mean that was great when I auditioned but when Michael came in <laughs> to watch us you know, they cut us down to like a group of 10. And when Michael decided who was going to get it, I, I, oh my, it was an outer body experience. I don't know how I could hit the choreography, but I danced even harder when he came in. And I was, you know, yeah. I was panicked. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I was nervous on the inside, but I booked that. And then I did it, you know, I did some touring with him and then everything opened up. I danced with Maya, Ricky Martin, Mary J. Blatt, like just everything opened up after that, that job, because I think I had the confidence to just go and book. As a yes. So wow. the, film, the, the film thing just happened recently. I in the last mm-hmm. seven years, I spent the first half as a dancer, then I went into choreography. And mm-hmm. as an Aries, I don't I don't get bored, but I'm I like to be challenged. And I felt like I was getting stagnant and I needed something else. And I've always loved visuals of directing. I thought maybe I'll be a music video director or a director. So I went back to school, school of visual arts, and I took lighting classes and directing classes and I just fell in love with it. And that's how I got into directing and I'm still doing it. That was the wow. long <laughs> That's a lot. I mean, you know what's so funny is that, like you said, for two, you was dancing for two years and then you got um, was able to dance with Michael Jack. That is amazing for you to be able, because it takes a long time for people to really take off. And it, it seems like you must have been doing some serious hustling because it happened kind of quick for you. You know what? I came into dance like martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm here to dance, I'm here to dance. And I moved to New York 30 years ago. This is my anniversary coming up 30 years. 90. I moved here in 92. And I mm-hmm. worked as a, I was a waiter at uh, Red Lobster and Regal Park, Queens. Wow. <laughs> and I was taking the subway all the way into the city, take classes at Broadway Dance Center. And I loved it so much. I was taking three, four classes a day. I mean, I was in class. Wow all the time. Ask anybody there. I was taking like four or five classes a day, if I could, five days a week for two to three, almost three years before I booked that. Oh, wow. Now that you're in the film, do you actually, do you still dance or, or, or is that something you just do on the side? Um, I don't go out dancing like for auditions myself. I do still teach on occasions. I have a, a dance convention in Brazil 
And I go, I've been going there for the last 10 years to inspire the kids. And if someone wins, we bring them to New York and they get a whole New York experience. We pay for everything. It's pretty, pretty awesome because the opportunity is not the same, of course, in Brazil as it is here. So I'm trying to give them, if I inspire one kid, they're going to go back to Brazil and inspire 30 kids. So yes. we've been doing this program in Brazil and Spain, and I've traveled a lot teaching, but not, I mean, I'm still always dancing on the inside. Every once in a while, I got to get up and, you know, if, if Brownstone comes on, say it, <laughs> it, it show it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you got it on down, man. <laughs> oh, oh man, I love brownstone. I always got my brownstone on, or, or Maya, or TLC. Always my favorite. I love TLC. Yes, me too. Me too. I love them too. Now, um, do you find yourself dancing to songs that when you hear them on the radio, doing a choreography for the songs that you were actually dancing to? Uh, like if you hear it on the radio. Yeah. Like if you hear a song Honestly, that you danced in, do you dance to it? Do you feel you do you do, do you find yourself doing the choreography for a video or a music a song that you was dancing in? I I mean right now I have like my Spotify playlist. I'm kind of particular about what I listen to. I don't really listen to the radio anymore, but I Spotify I have my thing, and. If I find something that moves me, there's a couple artists. I think I even told you, Lady Miss, was uh, like NAO. And there's certain artists that I, yes. I mean, Sade is always my favorite. Miss, Miss Sade is always my favorite. But there's new artists that I really love. And if there's something that I really like, sometimes I'll just, you know, I used to go to the gym and just like play with choreography. And then I'll like hit the artist up. Hey, check this out. Love this. We did this in class today. Or we did this in Brazil. Check this out. I've even gotten jobs that way as a choreographer. Wow. Before. Okay. Before. Right, right. So listen, you you've done a lot and I and I know if it's still in your heart, you're going to continue to still somewhat do it when you feel like it or when you can. But I know you have so many other things that you got going on. And happy anniversary by the way. Um I want to make sure I, I get that out there. Definitely it's beautiful. Um I want people to uh see some of the the work that you did. So what we're going to do is we're going to play a reel um and I, I'll just say some of my favorite people. And then I want to know how, what, what was it like working with them? Like, um, Ooh, I know gossip. you went over Michael it. Jackson. Huh? I got all the, I got all the gossip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. Well, listen, let us know, okay? Because we about that life. <laughs> Look, drop the bomb on them. <laughs> so, listen, you, I see that you work with MJ, Beyonce, uh, Whitney Houston. You did uh, the mm. show, Are We There Yet? I used to love that oh, show. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God! Yeah. Yes, and I, I see little shop of horror in there, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that was great. I used to work with this production company. They'd bring me in, like when they had celebrities or whatever. I used to work with the Electric Company and Sesame Street, like on TV shows. And yes. you know, since my reel was extensive, working with a lot of celebrities, it was easy to go in and book those jobs. And mm -hmm. uh, are we there yet? I think I did about four or five episodes, and I think the director of that scene, the one that you probably saw was uh fresh prince of bel-air um oh god what is his name it was his best friend Will uh, Smith, jazz best friend. yeah jazz I, yeah i'm pretty sure he was the, the director of that like they moved on to do different things so that was uh -huh. kind of cool because he loved michael jackson and i think that's how i got it oh wow amazing and i see missy elliott too i mean you oh, it, it's, it's a lot on here wendy williams you you have your um your reel is amazing. Um 
you work with so many amazing people. Paul Abdul, I love a Paul Abdul. Um, let's play a clip of that really quick. <laughs> we're not going to play the whole thing. We're going to play a uh, majority of it just to give the people oh, okay. a little background to see some of your work. So guys, check this out. This is BT's reel with some of the work that he's done because he's done so much. <laughs> time frames but it's it's so amazing like you're real i could watch that over and over again you got you did so much amazing work i haven't seen that in a while that was there's a lot of memories in that little clip that was awesome to see that yes and listen guys so play uh show um a picture just in case y'all missed it, uh -oh. we're going to show a picture of BT with Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm just doing the picture. So oh, that, that's BT right there with the uh. bandana around his head with the black leather jacket right next to Michael Jackson. That's him. That's why, and you were killing it out there. I'm trying to tell you, doing your thing as always. <laughs> that, that night was like the, it was probably the best night of my life was I just, it was weird. I just got custody of my son and he just moved in with me from his, my baby mama in, in Tulsa. And he was 10 years old and uh -huh. I had him two months and I was already in rehearsals. And his first concert was the Michael Jackson concert at Madison Square Garden at 10 years old. And he's sitting in the front row with his best friend and he met Michael in rehearsals. And that picture you saw, I'm dancing uh -huh. the first piece of choreography from the original uh, Michael Peters, the Beat It, um, and I wanted to put that back in as a tribute because as a kid, that was the first thing I ever learned dancing was that beat it choreography. So when I got to oh. choreograph that whole thing, I added that back in as a tribute because I always wanted to dance that with Michael. And it was kind of bringing the Taekwondo and the martial arts all mm -hmm. in that same number. So it was like 360 for me and I'm dancing on stage and I'm out for you. I'm walking forward and my son's in the audience and he's like, yo, dad. And I'm like, <laughs> trying not to cry because I'm dancing next Aww. to Michael and body experience of my son's in the front row and it was it was the best night of my life i gotta say up to, to now listen that that's amazing i'm telling you you have some 
amazing work that you've done. Um, and I can't even imagine like what, cause you work, uh, I seen uh, Missy Elliott and things like that in there too. Uh, how, how was it working with them? Like, and Whitney Houston. Okay, oh, I got stories. Uh, so Missy, Missy's always been, it's always been Michael, Missy, Whitney. I, I'm a big Maya fan too. When I got to work with Missy on the Michael special, the tribute part, Mm -hmm. It was unbelievable because the producer's like, who do you want to have on the show? I'm like, Missy Elliott. First person I said, Missy Elliott. <laughs> First person I said, because yeah. I was helping him go together. And, you know, when we did Get Your Freak On, because that was my favorite song of all time. Yeah. The producer was, was kind of hands-on. Like, I want it to be very sexy. And I want the girls upside down. And I want the guys. Up. It was a little nuts. So like, all right, we'll make it happen. <laughs> so wow. when I got to meet Missy, it was really funny in rehearsal. Uh, the producer came out and he's like, yo, Missy. You know, he's really like, yo, Missy, I want you to look over at Michael and say, hey, Michael, it's Missy. And, and Missy cracks up. She's like, she looked at Timberland. She's like, yo, yo, he want me to say like, hey, it's it's Missy. Hey. <laughs> she, she <was laughs> With his voice. <laughs> At the way he said it, because I know I'm white, but it was very white. The way he said it was just really like, hey, it was just, I was even cracking up. I'm like, come on, do this. So we had a good time and I got to meet her and, and we spoke a little bit. And that was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite numbers was the Missy Elliott thing. And then Whitney, of course, I did something else for her in, in a tribute thing mm -hmm. um, to raise money for Scott Shannon. I did something for her at that tribute and then something else. And then she was the opening number for the Michael show for want to be starting something at that time, there was a lot going on with her and Bobby and stuff like that in rehearsals. I won't get into all that. Now we need a few drinks, but rehearsals <laughs> were not easy, you know, getting uh -oh. them to show up and stuff. But when I had mm. Whitney there, it was unbelievable. She was so amazing. And she came back in the studio to record. And I got to be in the recording booth with her like this, like right where I'm at. She's uh -huh. like right singing that opening. Because some wow. of the mics, were so she had to come and re-sing some of that. So I'm in the booth with her, and she's like, "Brian, Brian, you gonna choreograph my show?" I'm like, "Oh my gosh, Whitney Houston, I'm gonna freaking die." I'm thinking like, "I want to dance with somebody," and all the old videos and all the things I loved about her. And she was so sweet. She kissed me on the cheek, and and I was done. Aww. That, that was, she was a, she was a sweetheart. So I wish I could have done more with her. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very blessed just to do the couple things that I've done for her. Right, right. That's good. That's really, really good. How um work with when you're working with these people, like where do you get your I, I would say inspiration from? As far as to, to make the choreography or yes. like the um, it's mm -hmm. really from them. It's really from them and the music. And mm -hmm. you know, I feel a certain way about it, but they feel a certain way about it too. Like um, for instance, Mary J. Blige, okay? Oh, we mm -hmm. were doing the, um, you know, like Jingle Ball? They have the show at Madison Square Garden, the Christmas show. It's called Jingle Ball every year. Before that, yes. it was a miracle on 34th Street in like 98, 99. And they would mm -hmm. hire one choreographer to do the entire show, which was unbelievable because in one show, you could get like Shakira, Ricky Martin, Mary J. Like one show, it was just incredible. And I was the choreographer for that show, and Mary J. was mm -hmm. part of it. And I love Mary J. And Me too. She, didn't she, had dancers. she didn't know she had dancers until rehearsal. She comes out and the producer's like, hey, this is your number. And she's like, what do you mean my number? And she saw that and she was 
kind of upset, which I can understand she would be because I would be the same way as I was an artist because it's, it's her vision also and what her music is. So I, I went right. over and I talked to her and, and, you know, she sees this guy coming over and she doesn't know me, but she was very sweet. And I said, you know, I love you. I love your work. Just please take a look at the number. And if there's anything you want to change creatively, we can talk about it. But the dancers have been working on this number for two weeks and just, you just watch it. And she watched it and she loved it. And we had a good chuckle after. And mm -hmm. if there's anything collaborative, she said, you know, I have these high boots. So just be careful <laughs> of the dancers flipping around because she hasn't been in rehearsals for the choreo. And mm -hmm. I just told you the whole front of the stage, we're going to be back here Ain't nothing happening, you know, with you. So, Feel free to do whatever. We're going to stop at this part. And if you want us to do anything else. So it's really taking off the celebrity and the artist what they want. And then mm -hmm. making it work and feeling the vibe of their music and telling the story. Nice, nice, nice. And I think that's what um, a, a lot of people don't know how to do that. Because and, and this is I don't want to make it look like I'm taking a shot at any other videographers out there. But some I'm going to be honest, some people, you know, they don't really know how to really get into and understand the artists and fill the artists out. I got a chance to know that when I met you totally, or like I said, on a whole nother level, the, the way that you were, um, you came in, you made sure that everything made sense because I remember with my video, it was just like, I, I had no plan. Right. And you were like, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. This needs to be like this. And this, you know, you came in and made sure that it made sense. And you also made sure that I felt comfortable. So I, I can tell that no matter where you are and what you're doing, you're putting your best foot forward and you're doing an amazing job because it shows in your work. A hundred percent. He made um he he even made other the, the dancers and everybody that was a part of the video feel comfortable. They you know they oh. it seemed like they were ready to they they were so comfortable they did what they had to do easily. You know, yes. it wasn't no no it wasn't it didn't seem hard for them to just get in there and, and do what they had to do. Right, right, absolutely. Yeah, so you um definitely um working with you is very it's it's easy, I should say, and it's very comfortable. So I'm sure that anybody would want to work with you. Um, and if y'all don't, y'all better get over there, check them out. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> so um, let me ask you about. Well, can, I, can I just can I uh, piggy tail on that? Just yes. to other like video videographers and directors. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is 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 the ego, and they get caught up in their vision and the way they think it's got to be. And mm. to me this is your music. It's your visual. And I want to, I want to like maybe bring some parts of me into that, but it's really about having empathy. Empathy is my, my, it's always been my go-to. I mm -hmm. remember what it felt like to be a backup dancer. I remember what it felt like to be picked on when I was little, you know, I remember all these things mm -hmm. and, you know, I started, I did everything myself. I had no help. You know, I have a loving family, but we didn't come from much. And I remember all those things. And I always said, if I get to a point where I'm in that position, I never mm -hmm. going to forget that. I want to make sure I treat people the way I wanted to be treated back then. So, yes. you know, I think if everybody leads with empathy, no matter where you're at, or what level you think you're at, because, you know, the universe will humble you real quick. And that ego <laughs> will be knocked down. I've seen it happen over yes. and over and over. And karma is real. Oh, yes. Mm. Say it again, please. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my gosh. Um, so in the in the world now where um everybody, you know, 
everybody's trying to do it all but and and it's okay that to try to do stuff but the professionals stand out from just the average work that anybody could do um talk can you tell me what makes you different when it comes to other videographers out there i think when you feel like you're there, you're never gonna be there. I always feel like I'm the student. I'm a student. I always want to learn. I always want to grow. Um, but this is this is who I am, and this is and this is what I do, and this is what I do full time. And people get caught up in titles. The title. I'm the director. I'm the this. I'm the that. Who gives a shit? It's it's really about the art. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Because it's about it's it's really about the the co-collaborative art. It's about right. you. It's about me. And it's about this experience we're having together. That's what it is. And you know, I like I said, the the empathy and the karma thing play into that and the connection that we're having. And yes. I mean, those are just the most important things to me to to keep it to keep it going and. And you got to have your schooling too. Like I wasn't just, oh, I know how to do this. Why do you think the light looks good in here right now? Because I have a beauty dish over here. I went to school and I, I know how to do all this stuff because I put the time in. You have to put the right. time in also. And then you can take the action. And I think people are taking action before they have the knowledge. Mm, that That's a good one. That yeah. is definitely, I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, taking the action before they have the knowledge. That's true. I, I've done it a couple of times, so I know you're telling the truth. <laughs> well, you're going to learn one way or the other, the easy way or the hard way. So you might as well right. put the time in. Even if it's YouTube tutorials, there's so many things. You don't have to go to a four-year college anymore. YouTube, you can learn anything on YouTube, how to light, how to do whatever. Just put the time yes. in and, and don't get caught up in the title. Really, really hone in on your craft and be the best at it. For yourself. I like that. I like that. Okay. All right. Now, um, um, have you had anybody that was too difficult to deal with? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a story, but this is going to get me in trouble. Uh, give us the oh. tea, BT. Give us the tea. <laughs> Not necessarily because I'm, 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 I'm very empathetic. There was a couple. Um, okay. But she could have just been having a bad night. So we were in rehearsals for um, Destiny's Child. And of, of course, it was Beyonce, the three. And it was for the Michael special. We did not have a lot of time for rehearsal. It was very quick. This show happened very quick. So, you know, I met them. We had the number. You know, we, they had things that they were doing. We had things we were doing with the dancers. And there's five doors. The Jackson Five, they made the doors for five people to come out. So you would think if it's Destiny's Child, you want... The middle three doors we had the camera set up from the director what's going on well i mean kelly wanted to go through the middle door <laughs> like we gotta beyonce takes the middle <laughs> i didn't want to say that i mean you i don't care who goes in the middle <laughs> i don't care who goes in the middle but uh -huh. i mean you know they had it set up mr knowles was in the audience and and i said you know you can do it through. i said but this is the best for the camera angles what we have you know mm -hmm. she's trying to be cool and and kind of give me a hard time about it. And no, 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 we're going to go through the middle door together. So Beyonce's coming. They're both trying to get through this middle door. And Mr. Knowles runs up the stage and is like, kind of like going off on me. Like, why are you doing that? Why don't you go back to the way it was over there? And I was like, 
I just kind of pointed over at Kelly. Through <laughs> 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 the middle door, boo. Kelly <laughs> <laughs> trying to go so, through the middle. I don't know. <laughs> I was so stressed out at that point because there was so much work, and it, you know, really, I'm not saying she's a diva or anything like that. Maybe she had it in her head. So I'm being empathetic. I don't know what she was thinking. That really wasn't a difficult situation because I'm really easy to work with, but there was Master P was up, Little Romeo. I was choreographing his number, right? Mm -hmm. There were so many kids and so many, he was young at that age for the Michael special. So who's his dad? Little Romeo. Master P. Okay. Is it Master P? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just checking, right? So I'm on stage. There's so many artists I'm choreographing for, right? So I'm doing a little Romeo's number. We have the choreography done. So he comes up on stage, and we had like the choir, like the kids are like a little singing choir in the back, and he comes up and starts changing stuff. I'm like, who? Uh-huh. Like who is this guy? I did not recognize him. You know, I don't. I didn't know my history. I was just going, who is that guy? And I'm like, what are you doing? It's like, no, I want him to do this, and I want the kids to do that. And all of a sudden, the numbers started becoming a mess, right? And I'm like, listen, sir. If you don't get off my stage, there's going to be no number and he's not going to be in the show. I'm the choreographer for the show. I wasn't trying to be a diva. I was just trying to do the best for little Romeo because what he was doing was going to be a mess. And I understand he was trying to hype the kids up, but mm-hmm. we had time on that rehearsal because it was, it was blocking for TV for this, for whatever. So I was like, look, off my stage now. And he was, he's laughing, right? So he went off the stage and then the, the director came over and goes, oh my God, you're my hero. And I'm like, why? He goes, you just told off Master P. I'm like, who? <laughs> That's who that <laughs> <guy>? <laughs> like it is, you know, assistant choreographer or someone else on the side. I'm like, oh my God, that was his dad. Oh, I'm gonna be dead. Oh. I'm dead. I'm so dead. <laughs> oh my God. You know, like, I know, so I know you had to be nervous. Yeah, oh, I was so nervous. Like, because I was my only, my only, I had so many numbers I was choreographing for that show. It was very stressful. Custody of my son. I'm doing every number, Missy Elliott, you know, the Gloria Gaynor, every single number that you see in that show was choreographed. That's what I did. And then I had to do the Michael stuff on top of it. We were in rehearsals for Gloria Gaynor and there's a knock on the door. And I'm like, oh, it's the, I thought it was the band, you know, the house band, Joey Melody's uh-huh. band. So I'm like, oh, it's the, the band. Oh, down that way, take a left. I sent them to the house band. It was Jackson Five. Oh I was like, oh my God. I didn't oh because Michael wasn't with them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I sent him to the wrong room. I sent him to the house band. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. This, I just can't. Because, you know, I, I was, okay. So, so you're so human. Crazy. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> wow. But you know what? where the producers huh? were the hardest people to work with. The artists were usually good. I understand everybody gets stressed. You know, Kelly, mm-hmm. I'm sure she was stressed and I'm sure, you know, Little Romeo was just trying to do the best for his kids. So I'm empathetic. I don't want to call anyone out, but the producers can be nasty. Mm, Not okay. all of them, because I work with one of the best. Brian Rubiano is my producer and he's amazing. But a lot of them don't understand empathy. They only understand budget and bottom line for them. Mm, okay. That's a good that, point. That, those are the people I have a problem with is the money grubbers that they don't like to share with the dancers. They don't like to pay people their worth. And, and that's who I have a beef with. See, you know what? I, and I think that's also what makes you different is because you kind of work your way up 
um, to a certain status. You started off, and not to say because dancers make everything great too. I mean, you need them to make your stuff look good. So I don't want to say like the dancers down here, but you know, as you evolve during your career, um, you understand what it's like to be on every level. Some people don't understand that. So they don't know how to talk to people or treat people. They're just at a, you know, their, their mindset is, I'm higher than you, so you know I'm better than you, and I have authority yeah. over you, and that's what uh, where the issue comes in. So I think that that's also what helps set you apart from everybody else because you understand, like you said earlier, what it's like to uh, be a dancer and things like that. Um, now I want to talk about your film um, really quickly. Uh, you did where are we at? Let me. You got it here. Okay. Yeah. So you did follow the league. Follow lead love. Follow lead love. Okay, and give us a little, give us a little history on that, and then we're gonna play a short part of that. Okay, I'll do the short, short version. It's still in production. My first film, Amy's Victory Dance, got distribution. That will be out in a couple months on a platform. I have no idea which one yet, but we got distribution, okay. so I'm happy about that. Follow lead. Congratulations. Love is thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Um, right up brand for me with empathy. It's about two dancers that are trying to compete in ballroom and, mm -hmm. you know, with the racism in ballroom dance. And it's just, you know, he's black, she's uh, Asian. You know, it's very, it's very white. It's very white people, but tan white people, you know, mm -hmm. Russian. It's very, the look of it. They didn't fit the look. Let's, let's put it that way. And okay. the thing with them is he wears heels and she wears heels and they share lead and follow within the dance. So they're sharing power. It really isn't about him being a diva in heels, like a guy in heels. It's not about, it's not a gimmick. It's really mm -hmm. about having empathy, how the woman feels wearing heels and that also she has to lead. So they share the lead, they share the follow. And I think that promotes empathy is we need more women leaders and all mm. of that. You know, it's just, it's another thing, you know, the man, the like, they share, lead, follow, embrace your mm -hmm. feminine side and embrace your masculine side. And I think we'd get along much better. Oh, that sounds very, very interesting. I cannot wait to see when that comes out. So yeah. please keep us updated with that. So in the meantime, we're going to play a clip of that so everybody can see what it's going to be about. Well, he already told you, so you're going to get the visual. Ah. <laughs> There's a twist. There's a twist. Yes. <laughs> This was what I was meant to do, be a professional dancer. As a woman, once you hit 40, you are not viable anymore. Competing in ballroom dancing, I was very much having to play a role of masculinity that wasn't who I was. For generations in ballroom dancing, men have led and women have followed. Now one couple wants to break that paradigm, bringing awareness to what they see as sometimes subtle forms of discrimination. You want to dance with your partner and change from leader to follower. My mind's a little boggled about that because I'm just not sure. It could take people years to learn the techniques of ballroom coming from like a Broadway or ballet background. I am trying to do this in less than three months, but it's easy for you because you've been doing this for years. You're not good enough, and you need to be better. Mainstream ballroom dancing, there's always the men leading, and the women following. Last night, they became the first male-female professional couple in the nation to swap roles in a dance sport ballroom competition. 
Not everyone is on board for changing a time-honored tradition. Almost everything about me is okay to love except one thing. Why would your parents disown you? Why? He was dancing in heels. Sorry, I was like a dude in heels. In today's world, the male or the female could take the lead. It showed, oh, it's gone, it's gone, and then just like the other, the chemotherapy came back again. When I was brought to the emergency room, I had a concussion and I was incoherent. And an increase in reports about harassment, man sprays a subway rider who is Asian with air freshener. A shocking scene after the... Wow, that, that also looks amazing. Um, and it looks really, it looks deep because again, I mean, I agree too, you know, um, as far as women not being able to be in a lead, we actually had a show on, on a, my show talk therapy. We, we were talking about that. Um, <clears throat> and it's just, I see like the struggles that each person has to go through and trying to be themselves. That's what it also looks like to me too. Um, and yeah, right. so I, I really can't wait to see that. And so your role, you directed that. Yes. Um, okay. my producer, Brian Rubiano brought me into that film after Amy's victory dance mm -hmm. and asked me if I wanted to direct this film. And we started out, it was just them trying to get into the ballroom scene, him being gay, her being a Broadway veteran, she's in, you know, she's older, she can't get any roles anymore because of her age. And all of a sudden COVID happened. So right. just all hell broke loose during our filming. And I'm like, we have to keep filming because we just have to, this is real. And then all the racism and all the riots in New York and LA, it just got crazy. You know, we, we were all there and it's still, you know, COVID's still happening. And I think 2020 was the year of clarity where we could see clearly what's really going on. Mm, and I felt like the director seeing my friends and my dance teachers scared because they're black to go out. And it just, it, it's just, I felt like I had to do something. So mm -hmm. we have to keep filming this moment. And if I can be a part of this, you know, be, to be a part of something that's empathetic and changing the views of a lot of people, I, I just, I just had to do it. So we filmed during COVID. During, and we just finished filming a few months ago, actually, little interviews and stuff. Great, great, great. Well, congratulations on that. Um, I can't wait to see it. I mean, and, and shout out to you for living your purpose and also making a difference because you can tell that what you do has purpose and meaning to it. That's uh, very important. Very, very important. Um, I had a question. So, okay, social medias, websites, do you do... Let me back it up. When it comes to, <laughs> I'm all over the place. When it comes to um, working in film, do uh, can people hire you? How can people reach you if they want to do that? And all your other services, are you still doing that as well? Videographer, photography, and, and things like that. Oh yeah, I mean I'm an entrepreneur, always think and grow rich. Will Smith motivation. Yes, I mean, it's it's a, been a big part of my life because then I can do the things that I really want to do, the things that mean something to me. So Spin Kick Pictures, S-P-I-N-K-I-C-K, that's the Taekwondo, Spin Kick uh, Pictures is my business. That's where I'm at right now, actually. And I do okay. corporate headshots, uh, whatever. A lot of photography here and editing. 
Uh, we do some video here. It's not large enough to do like big full body stuff. Usually we get a bigger studio for that. Mm -hmm. uh, we do music videos, whatever it is. I work, we do a lot of branding videos right now with like someone like you that has a business. We would do like a photo shoot. We would do an interview. We would do like a little video thing and uh, make all these little social media cuts for you, for your brand. Oh, okay. It's about spending time with you and getting to know who you are. The connection's better. We have more fun. The project's better because we're getting something out of it. And that, yeah. that pro, uh, produces the best product. Nice, nice. Oh, okay. So I, I got to talk to you about that too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely. My office is on 38th Street. I'm right by Port Authority. Okay. All right. So, um, guys, check it out. You um, spin kick pictures. Y'all can check him out, and you can also go to his website. All right. His website yeah. is down there in the bottom of the screen. BrianThomasFilms.com. Um, social medias. Is there any social medias that you want people to follow you on? Everything that what? I do are those two names. Brian Thomas Films is more of my personal artist brand. Spin Kick Pictures is mm -hmm. more PV. It's more for kids because we have dance things that we do for kids like Dance for Camera. It's a program I have where we go to dance studios and we make mm -hmm. kids the music video stars. And they get to dance and be the music video without the singer. Like they're the singers. So we create oh. these mini music videos with the kids. So Spin Kick Pictures is the business. Brian Thomas Films mm -hmm. is sometimes I work with models. It can be a little more editorial, edgy, sexier. The photos are racier. So I try to keep them separate because I have a Got kid following too. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great, great. Um, I, I always, uh, I ain't going to kill Ray right now. He didn't put the capital B. No. <laughs> He know that be driving me crazy. I be like, no, it's supposed to be a small case. Thank you, Ray. It's supposed to be small, like that, isn't it? No, no. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, it's, it's good. So, um, again, I guys, if you're out there and you're looking to make your brand look professional and better, BT is the guy to go to. Make sure you check him out. Go to his website, BrianThomasFilms.com. Um, and that's how you guys can reach him. Again, he is a photographer. He does amazing work, headshots, all of that. He also does, and you're still doing videos, music videos and videography, correct? Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure because <laughs> sometimes, you know, some people be like, look, I'm into this now and, you know, I'm not really doing that. So he still does that. And films, you also, if someone is looking to do a short film, a movie or anything like that, will you be, are you open to doing that for others as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, as long as it's on brand for us and as mm -hmm. long as it's, you know, doing, I mean, we do commercial stuff too, where it's just about, you know, like, Drink this water. I mean, we do stuff like that also because I do, I am challenged by just making something beautiful. Not everything has to have a purpose, but it, it has to be beautiful, beautifully lit or, you know, like, okay. I mean, I like that too. But I mean, you know, my heart's in the, in the documentary and the empathetic things and the things with meaning. It just, for me, I love it. I'm a big Sade fan. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> I, I, do, I do like the commercial. I like, it's the fuse of everything. So I'm an artist. If something's if something's ready to pop, I mean, let's do it. Let's keep as long as we're creating. Uh -huh. When you stop creating and moving, you're you're dead. So that's how I look at it. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Big shout out to, to Gerald Lagoica on the check-in. He's a, uh, he's amazing too. Um, I told him he definitely check you out. He's a, um, graphic designer. He does so, I mean, amazing work. Yeah. Amazing work. And he does sculpting and things too. So you two might, might be able to, uh, connect and, and do some business together. So, um, BT, is there anything that I did not ask you that you want people to know? I mean, you did such a great job on this. Thank you. you did your homework, the both of you. I really appreciate you taking <laughs> your Valentine's you. to interview me. That's why I want my red for you tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. See, we think of the light. Happy Valentine's yeah. Day. <laughs> I would just, I would just, the only advice I would have for your followers is just to, like, time is really short. I'm almost 53 now. And I feel like I really lived a great, the first part of my life. I've done everything that I wanted to do. And I feel like I'm just getting started going on 53. So I really feel like phase two is opening up in this because I always follow my heart and not the dollar bills. I mean, it would be great to have some finances as well. You do need to pay your bills and your rent and get your worth. Absolutely. Yes. So you can do the yeah. projects that you want to do. But mm -hmm. I think you should lead with this, but listen to this. That's the difference. Mm. You lead with this and you listen to this. I think you're going to be really happy and have a, an amazing life and journey. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> that was some really great advice there. And um, I just want to point out too, you, you said something that really stuck out to me because a lot of times, especially, and actually it was in uh, the film that we just played, they were saying that women in their forties, it's like over for them when she's uh, doing the, the, the ball dancing yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And it's so funny because that is the case with a lot of things. It's like when, when you reach a certain age, a lot of people, like they like to tell people like, oh, it's over for you. But honestly, sometimes that's when it just starts. That's when it really starts to kick off. And so that mindset, people have to change. There is no time limit. As long as you're here and you're breathing, you always have an opportunity to live your purpose. And that is what you are doing. And we appreciate you so much. We want to thank you for coming on the show, BT. I am, like I said, I'm glad. Um, shout out to Debbie for connecting me to you back then. Um, yes, yes. I really appreciated you because you definitely are one that continues to stay in my mind because you're a great person. Awesome. I absolutely love you. Believe me, I do. Um, every time I speak of you, it's to the highest, highest level. Believe me. Okay. Um, so continue to do what you do. And um, do you have any shout outs? Um, I mean, I have a shout out to my, my puppy Koji at home was probably waiting for me like, dude, time to go out. Where's my bone? You didn't <laughs> walk the dog before you got here. <laughs> I, I ran home in between real quick just to make sure he was like, but this is usually our cuddle time. So he's like, yo, we're supposed to be watching Netflix and cuddling right now. So yes. Yes. Okay. It's to both of you. My shout outs to both of you for bringing me on. I, I really appreciate it. This was great. I love this. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Well, guys, again, make sure you check him out. We are going to end the show. BT, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. And we definitely look forward to everything that you have coming in the near future. And we'll be looking out for the one that you said is coming out. Let us know what platform that's going to be on so we could share it, retweet it, whatever we need to do as well.
All right. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good night, BT. Thank All you right. so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. All right. Good night. All right, guys, uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to the show. As we always tell you, um, I don't want to forget that we um, have our potato chips real quick. Let me go to that. Just want to let y'all know we have our chips that will be coming out. You guys can pre-order the chips with me. Um, and then right now it's at a, a bulk price. And then we're going to drop it down to a lower bulk price. So check me out. And anybody who's looking to get their face on the chips, hit me up and go to my website, www.bossmove.com chips.com and um matter of fact let's play the quick video because i want you guys to see lagoica he was in the room today he goes by the name of gerald he is a um graphic designer he does amazing work i go to him for everything this man is amazing we're going to play um a clip of um my promo advertisement for boss move chips Guys, listen, if y'all need work also, make sure y'all hit up Lagoica, okay? Um, let me get that get that spelling right. Cause I don't never I, I was called we were I would call we were calling him Logo Ica before. We wasn't even saying that, it right. <clears throat> huh? It's L-O-G-O-I-K-A. L-O-G-O-I-K-A. Okay. Hit him up if y'all need any type of graphics, if you need book covers, if you need a website, if you need to make yourself look super dope and top notch, he is the guy that you want to see. All right. All right. Now, again, we have Hood Court coming soon with myself and Tyler Mix. That ain't the right one, but it's all good. <laughs> well, it's not that it's not the right one. We just switched it. Um, yes, um, me and Tyler Mix, Hood Court. Is coming soon, so look out for that. And also a compilation, um, Family Business. We are going to be doing a um, February 18th, okay, was supposed to be the date that it dropped. We're not pushing it back because there was a slight um, issue with it, but we're still going to do it, and we're going to be doing direct sale, which anyway is the best thing to do in the first place, right? Direct sale. Then we have Talk Therapy Tuesdays. That's going down tomorrow. Do you know what the topic is about tomorrow? I think it's video games. Video oh, games. Yeah, yeah. I think are we allowing video games to raise our kids, and is it is it affecting our kids? Tomorrow is going down. Y'all know me and Ray because um, he plays video games. <laughs> But uh, listen, no, he said, okay. And I ain't got a problem with it. I'm just saying that, listen, you know, sometimes we got to make a little bit of changes, but I ain't going to go there. We'll save that for tomorrow's show. Okay. <laughs> um, Again, guys, make sure y'all hit up Brian. 
Um, he does amazing work. I just want to remind you guys of that before we get out of here. I was going to get into talking about artists and the things that artists need to do. Um, but I don't, do we have enough time for that? No, you no. got like four minutes. So I ain't going to get into that. I'll save that for another show. Put his website up there for me, please. I just want to remind y'all if you are looking for a videographer, a photographer, a film director, all of that, he does it. Bryant is amazing. He works and have worked with the top of the line A-list celebrities from Michael Jackson to Whitney Houston to Beyonce. You heard them. Everybody to the BC list people like myself. <laughs> and it's all good though. We okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm still here holding it down. What? Okay. But check it guys. Uh, he's worked with so many amazing people. Make sure you guys go. That's his website right there. Go check him out. Bryant Thomas films.com. He does amazing work. He is totally professional. Um, I'm in his energy is so positive. I forgot to ask him about the Monday, um, motivation, but if you want to be motivated, go over to his Instagram and he got Monday, uh, motivation videos there. And I'm telling you totally awesome. Um, guys, if you're an artist, no matter what you do, you definitely want to uh, connect with him. And if you are a business person, you want to connect with him just to get your brand going. He does amazing things. Big shout out to Brazy Luca. I see you in the check-in, mama. How you doing? And big shout out to Lady Z. I see y'all. Um, I mean, since you're, they here, I, I, you probably don't want me to, but I did want to go over. I did, you know, you know, I'm going to just go over it's it, guys. Y'all here. <laughs> okay. Y'all here. So listen, I'm going to talk to y'all about some things about being an artist, okay? Um, a lot of times people don't really understand the business aspect. So yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say that I know everything. I will tell you this. I made a lot of mistakes um, doing this. And I also had to fall back and realize and understand what my vision was and block out what everybody else was telling me around me. I think that was so important because I lost my vision. Huh, which is Soraya's song. Big shout out to Soraya Alexis. You know what I'm saying? She got the song Visions. It's on the compilation and Brian is going to be doing her music video for Visions. Yes. So here's the thing, guys. Um, I'm going to talk to y'all if you're an artist out there, if you are an independent artist, music artist, whatever, even if you're on a label, there's some things that you need to know. If you don't already know them, I'm going to go over them right now. Now, some people might be saying, I know this, but trust me, it's a lot of people that don't know a lot of things. So let's first start with... Um, Letting y'all know that I do help people. I have a package. I offer it on my website where I help people get their stuff together in a professional manner. And I work with other very professional people that I can also outsource things to and get your package so that when you present yourself, you are presenting yourself in a professional manner. Not just uh, just like, hey, this is what I do and I'm cool and I can sing or I can rap. Nah, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It doesn't really matter how talented you are. I, and I hate to say that, but in today's time, it don't. It matters about how you present yourself and, um, you know, are you marketable in a sense? You know what I mean? Like all of that stuff matters. Your attitude, people might not want to work with you. So let's talk about um, the first thing is to you guys, why are you even doing it? Um, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't be. I asked that question because some, uh, some people 
don't understand what their vision is. Some people don't even know what their goal is. So they're just working and working and working and working and they have no idea. So if you if you don't have a goal, how do you even know how close you are and if you reach that peak? And that's how a lot of artists be in the industry. They get the press and, and they don't even know. They got all these people around them that don't care about them, that just think that they can just use them and leech off of them. They have no vision. They have no goal. OK, know what your goal is, not just, hey, I want to be uh, an artist. Well, what does that mean? And what does success mean to you? Because success is different for everybody. There's some people, right? There's some people who think that just having uh, a lot of likes on uh, social media and all of this stuff and streams is that they made it. And that might be okay for them because that might be their goal. There's nothing wrong with that. And then you have others that says, I don't care about none of that stuff. I don't even care if people know me as long as I'm getting money and I'm doing this behind the scenes or whatever. This is what matters most. So understand and know what your purpose is in this game, right? Now, um, let me see. Okay, so yeah. So I basically, I have notes just saying that you are, that, that helped you with direction. It also helped you to say, you know what? This person offered me this deal or this, but I'm not gonna take that because it doesn't align with what I'm trying to do, okay? Because you can definitely get off track. Believe me, I know. So I say this because trust me, I made so many mistakes. So my thing is don't look at me and look at my mistakes and judge me off of that because I learned from them. And that is the things that I'm trying to put out there for other people too. learn from my mistakes. Don't make the same mistakes I did. And yes, it's not a one size fit all uh, Thing. Everything is different for everybody. You don't have to take what I say as, okay, this is the it. This is the main, you know, the golden rule, but listen to it and do your own research. Okay. Now to other artists out there, um, please make sure, cause I was actually talking to a producer that I worked with last night. Big shout out to Grindhouse Music, Russ. We did the joint. I'm still here. Okay. It's actually charting out of the country, okay? So, which is great. Um, and we're working on that and possibly getting the plaque for that. So that's that's awesome, right? You wouldn't even know that by looking at any of my social medias because I don't really, I, I personally don't care about social media no more. I learned not to allow that to be what my worth is. And I actually hate it. <laughs> I don't like social media at all. So, but anyway, back to the business part. So guys, listen, artists that's out there, sometimes, and I've been there before, we can tell people, right? Or we get mad at people for thinking that somebody's trying to jerk you, do you dirty or, or play you or get over on you or scam you. Right. But it's not always about that. Sometimes you may not know your business. And because you don't know your business, you take everything as somebody's trying to do you wrong. But it is not somebody else's job to represent you. It is your job to represent yourself. It is your job to make sure that you have things in order. It's just like showing up to court and people you ever see people show up to court they got a ticket and they want to plead their case and and talk to the the uh what whoever what do you call them people the judge, the the judge or the this they don't care they're not representing you that's what your lawyer is for right so what why am i saying that guys 
Have somebody representing you if you don't know the business. It's okay. Pay for a lawyer, okay? Don't just be out here signing stuff just to be signing it because I'm telling you, you better listen to that TLC story and even some of the people that we interview on these shows that are mainstream artists that can tell you a lot of bad things that happen to them. Um, understand you have to have your papers in order. What does that mean? Are you registered with BMI? Are you registered with ASCAP? Are you registered with CSAC? That's, I think that one you got to get invited into. You can't just apply for that. And what are those things? If you don't know, they're performance right organizations. We call them pro. They're performance right organizations. If you are doing a song and you say, hey, you want to get on this joint with me? Okay, let's get on the joint. A lot of people do this. They get on the song. They're so happy. They just want the street cred and the street fame, right? But none of their paperwork is in order. And then they do something with somebody. That person might know their business. They might register the whole thing, take all the publishing, get your publishing right. I'm going to get into that. They might take all the writer's credit. You don't know what, how that person's going to put it in the system. So if you don't, let me back it up. If you had your stuff in order, then you would have one of those in place. Make sure you have one of those in place. BMI, ASCAP, CSAC, if you can get it. And there's other ones outside the country, but I'm not familiar with those. So what am I saying? Have that stuff in place so that you can get paid, okay? So that you can get your money, but it doesn't stop there. You're not gonna just get your money there. You gotta get your money from places that you gotta register with, like sound exchange, sound Scan, Harry Fox, okay? These companies are important companies for you to know if you are an artist. If you are not registered with these companies, you may be losing out on money, all right? As an artist, if you don't understand the business and you allow somebody else to handle your business for you, you're probably going to get jerked. And you don't want to be that sad story in the end talking about, oh, man, they like like TLC or somebody else like they jerked us, you know, and here we are, you know, with these Grammys and all of these things, the big top selling artists and we're not getting no money. Know, know the business. Don't just let people handle it for you. Because when you do that, that means you, you can't see when something is wrong and you won't understand when something is wrong. Okay. You won't even know because you don't understand it. So know the business. Copyright your music. I'm about to tell y'all something that just happened to me. Okay. Because it don't stop. I'm still learning. And I'm going to share with y'all every chance I get because that's how I make a difference by making sure it doesn't happen to you. Copyright your stuff. Now, let me tell you about copyrights. If you copyright some your, your music and you purchased a beat offline from producers that sell beats as a lease, unlimited rights, and they didn't make it exclusively for you and only you have it. What can happen is if an artist don't know their business and they try to do the right thing and copyright the whole song, they violated the contract that they have with the producer because they don't own the beat. They own their words because they were their, their words, they wrote it. They might own the masters, right? But they don't own the beat. They don't own the beat. So what does that mean? That means that you can't copyright the whole thing. And this is this actually just happened to us with the um, family business, right? That's why I said right. the hell with it. 
we're going to do direct sales until we can rectify the situation because somebody else copywritten something that a beat that we had uh, a lease leasing rights to and it affected us. So I'm telling y'all that so you can have your stuff in order. Um, some of the distribution, you don't really need a label, but if you sign with a label, that's up to you. Maybe you don't have the funds. Everybody's situation is different, but di distribution companies. Um, there's a lot out there. You got CD Baby, you have uh, TuneCore, you got DistroKid. And don't forget about United Masters, which last time I checked, it was free. You could distribute your, your, your all of your stuff through United Masters for zero dollars, <laughs> if it's still the same. Uh, so if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. But I know I was able to do it for nothing. Um, and it, it could be on all platforms and you could work it just like that. But if you did your Harry Fox, your sound exchange and uh, your sound uh, sound scan and all that, then you shouldn't have an issue. And you got your pros in effect. Big shout out to BCA, B2B. I see you. Yes, go check her out. She does amazing work, amazing um, VA virtual assistants, and she does great write-ups and all of that. She's amazing. Make sure you guys check her out. Um, where was I at? Boom, 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 boom. Okay. I was talking about the, the distribution. Yes, the distribution companies that's out there, guys. Um, look into them, but have your stuff in order make sure you get an irsc code for your music so that it is trackable okay um a few things that you need if you don't know if you're an artist when you're putting out a single or an album you're definitely going to need obviously the beat music recording time you're going to need to get it mixed and mastered you're going to need artwork you're going to need radio edits because if you want to submit it and you have curses and it's on a place that they don't have cur they don't allow cursing now you got to figure out how to take the curses out so make sure you have your radio edits on deck you're going to need a show track slash tv track however you word it but that's what you're going to need in case you need to do a show or you need to do a performance, you need to be ready, okay? Because honestly, I know that times have changed and I'm not knocking anybody for this, but people do not like to hear artists singing and rapping over their their, their own lyrics, okay? Even in karaoke, you don't do that. <laughs> so have a show track or TV track available so that you can perform your stuff like a professional, okay? Also have vocal only, vocals only. When you're getting this stuff mixed and mastered, ask the person to provide you with that. Um, vocals only is good for the DJs. They might want to mix your vocals in with another beat. So that's why it's important to have vocals only as well, okay? Protect yourself with contracts before you do any business with anybody because you never know what can happen with that and you never you don't want to be um, trying to figure it out when it's already too late. And there's no such thing as this is what it is. A contract is negotiable. You get what you negotiate. There is no, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Set rules, I guess you could call it. There's no set rules, okay? Make sure that you, um, you negotiate. And if you don't know what you're doing, get a lawyer. And... Highlight, look through, look through a contract and highlight everything that you don't understand so that you can ask questions it's, and make sure that you get everything. Because I have to tell you, I'm not trying to be funny. Some lawyers work with some of these freaking other people too. And you gotta, 
be very careful. Make sure that you understand. I'm trying to tell you. Um, you got to also know how to properly fill out the performance right um it's not paperwork anymore because we do it online, but you know I'm going to call it paperwork now because I'm old school. Make sure that you guys know how to properly fill that properly fill that out. I used to have um, issues with this. Big shout out to Cash on Able from Atlanta. Um, he stayed on the phone with me for a while, and I learned how to do it the right way. Even me and King Charlie Prince. Big shout out to King Charlie Prince. Um, we we had so many people on this one on the um on the song. By any means necessary, I gotta remember the song. And it's like, damn, we were struggling with putting it in BMI, putting it in NASCAP, you do it. Well, there's a certain way you, of how you gotta do it. Number one, only one person should be inputting the information. And when you trying to put it in BMI and ASCAP, it can cause confusion, okay? And what happens is they kind of put that on a freeze until everything is fixed and nobody gets paid. If you're streaming, if you're performing, which I got to talk, remind me to tell them how they could get paid for their performances, even if the person don't pay them. If you're streaming, if you're performing, if you're doing all of that, okay, that stuff should be in there. I lost my train of thought. Mm. <laughs> I should have never said it. Let me just go to now the BMI part. I'll get maybe to come back to me. If you're like, I can only speak for BMI, guys. If you have BMI, BMI has an app that let's say you go to. Joe Schmo's club. I'm going to say Jay-Z's in Middletown, right? <laughs> Let's say you go to Jay-Z's in Middletown. You're performing at a bar, at a club, or wherever, at a park. It doesn't matter. You can ask the, the people who own it and run it, are they licensed? Do you have a BMI or pro license? If they do, then when you perform, you can actually input this information in the system that you performed at this place and BMI will actually pay you for it as long as it's your music, okay? I don't know if they're not going to pay you for somebody else's. So that's one way on how you guys can also get paid. I'm just, you know, I'm just giving y'all free game right now, okay? So, um, yeah, make sure you guys do that. And I, I feel so bad that I was in the middle of something and forgot what it was going to be um so i'm sorry but listen i do offer services to help all these people get these things in order so another thing is be professional hey wait you did get something what was that when you're putting out your music promote it oh yes absolutely promote it promote it yes and, uh, and you know and i'm gonna say this because a lot of people don't do it they think you know the bigger the platform the more the people are gonna see them but go to them smaller platforms too, because one or two fans could turn into ten. You, Cardi That's B's right. are an example of that. That's true, Cardi B. One thing that that she said that stuck out to me was that she said, "Hey, people are saying that I shouldn't be here, and da 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 da. Like I'm not a good rapper." She said, "But you know what I was doing? I was going on those platforms where it was just two people, three people, five people. How many people here? Eight people. You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> You know what I'm saying? She said, I was going on platforms like that, promoting myself. So she wasn't acting bougie or thinking that she had to hold herself to a certain standard and look like she was bigger than she was, right? Because a lot of times, and I'm going to say this since I'm on a topic, people want you to see them in a certain light, which is okay. But at the same time, that means that you're, 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 you're creating this attitude of I'm better than you and I'm higher than you. And people look at that. I know I do. I pay attention to everything and how everybody moves no matter what it is even when i'm doing business i pay attention to all of that because it's very important which brings me to my next point you got to be professional you got to be professional 
Don't be late. Okay. Do not be late. Do not be rude. Sometimes people think that rudeness is showing strength, but it really just makes you look ignorant and it makes you look uneasy to work with. Do not be rude. Do not be late. Okay. Don't come in with no attitude. Don't be a know-it-all. You can sit there and listen to what people got to say. You know what I mean? And then you can say, oh yeah, I, I, I know that already. But sometimes some people, they don't even want to hear nothing that somebody got to say. What happens is they have this, um, what do you call it? They have this, uh, they box. yeah, like they little thing. No, that's not what I was going to say. With, let's say I'm, I'm giving you information, right? And I got good information. You know, some of it. So the part that when I start telling you, you I know that already, but I didn't even get to the, you're never going to learn the part that you don't know. Cause you don't even give me the opportunity to tell you cause you're a know-it-all. Right. So that's what I'm saying. How some people are, and I'm not talking to Ray. I'm just saying in general, some people are like that. They don't listen and they want to be this know-it-all. Do not be spamming people. People can't stand that either. Um, I send stuff to a lot of people that I know, but, um, and I might just share in groups, but I stop spamming with people that I don't know. If you're my friend, if you're following me, I'm going to send you stuff because this is what I do. If you don't like what I do or what I got going on, unfollow me or don't be my friend because I'm my, I'm using my social media for business purposes only. You're not going to see me on there talking about my personal life. I'm sorry. You want to talk personal? See me on Talk Therapy Tuesdays, which we are on tomorrow and we get into personal stuff then. Okay. Uh, a <laughs> amen. Amen. Um, Build positive relationships, guys. You got to build positive relationships with people because they will always remember how you made them feel and how you act. That never leaves a person mind. So always build positive relationships with those people that you run into or that you're doing business with. And always remember, it's not really just about the music or about the whatever. It's about your brand. Remember that. It's about your brand, not just the one thing. So the music is a part of your brand. You are a part of your brand. Your attitude is a part of your brand. So make sure you represent yourself in a way that you want people to see you. Even I'm a start. I'm sorry to say it. If that means you got to bite your tongue and take some stuff from people that you don't like, but it doesn't make you look bad, then do it because people are always watching. And trust me, they always looking for a reason to find something negative. So you don't need to give them that. All right. Um, I already said sign up. Oh, I forgot when I said sign up with these companies, I'm going to repeat them again. Cause I left one out. Harry Fox sound exchange media base. Cause I forgot that one. Um, sound scan. Um, let's see. Yeah. So sign up with those. Okay guys. I'm going to end it. Well, I got and, oh, you got something? Sure. Most important of anything you do, humble yourself. Mm. Just be humble. Please be humble. That is very important. I'm glad you said that. Because what happens is, let me tell you what happens with people. I've seen it all the time, and Brian actually mentioned it. And you will get humbled eventually. People, they a little humble. They start getting a little bit of likes. They start getting a little bit of social media attention. And and uh, some views, and then they think that that made them big, and they made it. Well, no check, right? <laughs> some people, people that's really making it, don't care about none of that. They want to know where the money at. All right, I'm I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm keeping it real. So don't ever think that that stuff makes you like I'm um, above you, and then you start treating people bad. 
like you're better than them and they're beneath you because you will do that. I've seen people do it where they, they got so much social media attention. It dies out, but they started acting like they was the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they started cheating people like they were beneath them and then things didn't go in the end like they wanted it to. And now it's like you got to come come back down You because you will get humbled very, very quickly. That was a good point. All right. So listen, guys, we're going to end the show tomorrow. We're going to be talking about video games and if it's a, it's video games affecting our kids. And um, I didn't forgot the rest, but I'm going to post it on there. Make sure y'all pull up tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Talk Therapy Tuesdays, and I'm having guests on, and I am going to be bringing Ray on a lot on this show. <laughs> he probably won't be on every show, but I feel like it does get him out of his shell talking more, and I love that. And plus, this is a very important topic to talk about, these video games, because listen, we're going through it, and um, I know it's a lot of other parents going through it. We got to come up with solutions on what we could do to be better, what we can do to be better to help these kids. We have to do that. And big shout out to Shabaya Clark. He has a play coming at if you're in the Rockland County area or the New York area and you want to see a play for Martin Luther King Jr., make sure y'all check him out. I've shared that. It's at Rockland Community College. Um, and yeah, Rockland Community College, 18. No, I'm sorry. I said 18. <laughs> 26. No, 39. 39. <clears throat> yes, the man oh. in the room, okay? 39 steps towards freedom. This is going down oh. on February 26th. <laughs> yeah, February 26th, Saturday at 6 p.m. at Rockland Community College, I believe it is. It is 145 College Road in Suffering, New York. The tickets is on sale now. Eventbrite, um, I shared it. If y'all want to pull up, make sure y'all come through. That is going down. And um, again, make sure y'all pull up tomorrow, 8 p.m. We're going to be discussing uh, the things that's happening with our kids and video games and what we can do to make a difference. We're not saying, oh, what's wrong with these kids? It's us. We're not doing what they did before our generation became the leaders. So we got to make some changes and see what's going on. Um, that's it, guys. We love y'all so much. Make sure that you, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Do that right now, y'all. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure you hit the notification button so that you know when we are going live. But I will remind you, especially if you're in my phone book <laughs> or if you're in my friends list, you know I'm sending you that message. We are going live. And we always, always, always ask you guys to share. That's how you can support us. Share. Share. It's okay. Sharing is caring. Share our social media, not social medias. Share our lives. Share our YouTube with other people so that they can tune in too. K-Swiss, your shirt is on the way. I apologize so much. I know that I should have been sent that out and we will be giving away free gifts, but I'm not doing no more. It's a K-Swiss get her stuff. I sent out everybody's but hers because I didn't have the right size and I've been struggling with getting th this material. Um, but we got what you need now. So your stuff is in the mail. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll see y'all tomorrow at 8 p.m. right here on From the Ground Up Productions. Peace. Peace. We hope you enjoyed your time with From the Ground Up Productions. We'll see you next time. Be sure to add our channel to your Roku list and listen to us on all streaming platforms. From. 
is only one way to go from here.